Amen. Well, we're going to continue this morning. On the start of this new year, you might think it's a little bit strange, but we're going to continue our series that we began last week, going through the gospel of Luke. As I was praying and as I was waiting on the Lord, there was probably about six, seven hundred messages I could have preached on at the start of a new year, fresh start, you know, all these different things. But as I was going through my devotions and just reading the word, the Lord laid this word on my heart for us to begin 2023. And we're going to continue our Gospel of Luke series. And, and we get, the title of this message this morning is Discover Your Purpose. Discover Your Purpose. And we're going to be picking it up in the Gospel of Luke in Luke chapter 3. If you haven't been a part of, the, if you haven't heard the other messages, you can find them on our website or on our YouTube channel. But this is what it says, Luke chapter 3, verse 1 to 6. It says, it was now the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius, the Roman emperor Pontius Pilate was governor over Judea. Herod Antipas was ruler over Galilee. His brother Philip was the ruler over Euteria and Trichordis. Uh, Lysianus was ruler over Abilene. Annas and Caiaphas were the high priests. At this time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. Then, God, then John went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan River, preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, He is a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. The valleys will be filled and the mountains and hills made level. The curves will be straightened and the rough places made smooth. Then all the people will see the salvation of God. You know, this gospel, the gospel of Luke is one of the four gospels. It's a synoptic gospel and it was written by this man called Luke. Now, Luke, he wasn't a Jewish man. He was a Gentile and he's the only non-Gentile author in the whole of the New Testament. But Luke tells us he was a doctor and he has a heart for people. And we'll see that. And that's what the reason for the title of the series. It's good news for all people. Jesus has come for all people. And Luke wanted to write this account to share about who Jesus was. He says this in Luke chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. He says, having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I've also decided to write an accurate account for you, most honorable Theophilus. So you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. Luke wanted to write this accurate account to this man called Theophilus, who was a new believer, and he wanted him to be grounded in his faith. And so over the last few months, we've been looking at this gospel, and we've seen the early life of Jesus. We've seen his conception, we've seen his birth, and we've looked at his early years, his teenagers, if you remember, a couple of months ago, just before Christmas. However, we're going to fast forward now, and we're going to fast forward 18 years. That's what the, uh, the writer Luke does here. He fast forwards 18 years from when Jesus was a young boy, and we see now Jesus is going to step into ministry. Now, we're going to see the beginning of his ministry, but Israel at that time, we see that they hadn't heard from God. The Bible tells us there was 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and New Testament, between when the prophet Malachi last gave a word from the Lord to the people, that is 400 years before Jesus came onto the scene. Think about that, 400 years of silence from heaven. Not a word, not a prophetic word from God. You know, the people of God were accustomed to miracles. They were accustomed to prosper, uh, prophecies. 
They were accustomed to seeing God do great things. But silence for hundred years. But then seemingly out of nowhere, at just the right time, God begins to speak. God begins to speak and God enters onto the scene. And we see here that God begins to prepare the way for himself, for his son, for Jesus to come onto the scene. And, and God sends somebody to get everybody ready. And that person was a colorful person. He was a, an interesting character. His name is John the Baptist. As we see there in verse 2 of Luke chapter 3, it says that at this time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. Now, John the Baptist, I'm sure many of you have heard of John the Baptist. You've heard sermons on him, I'm sure many, many times. But John, he was the forerunner of Jesus Christ. John was a radical. He was a revolutionary. He wasn't your normal character. He was a little bit crazy. You know, I'm sure people called him, and Bible commentators have said he was known as Crazy John. He was this crazy guy who lived in the wilderness, who had camel skin on. That was his outfit. He ate honey and all these things. He was a bit of an odd character. But yet he was somebody who was called by God before his birth. And everyone wanted to come and see John. John was preparing the way for Jesus. And everyone was intrigued to hear what this guy had to say. It says in Mark 1 verse 5, it says, All of Judea, including all the people of Jerusalem, went out to see and hear John. And when they confessed their sins, he baptized them in the Jordan River. John was a prominent character. He was the cousin of Jesus. He was the forerunner of Jesus. But we see that John, he had a mission. His mission was to get the people ready for Jesus, to prepare the way for Jesus. That's what it says there, that this message had come ready. Uh, this message had come from God that he had to prepare the way for the people. And it says in verse 4, down to verse 6, that John went out and he began to get everybody ready. He began to preach from place to place. He baptized people in readiness for Jesus. And all of this came in fulfillment of this prophecy from Isaiah. You could say John was somebody who knew his purpose and his mission. I wonder this morning, do you know your purpose? Do you know your mission? You know, this is one of the most researched questions online. Why am I here? What am I here for? People ask this question every single day. What's my purpose here on earth? Why am I here? This is the first uh, topic that we look at even in the Alpha course where people are questioning about life. People are wondering, why am I here? I've got friends in my tennis club who are always asking this. Why am I here? What do you think our purpose is, Luke? Why do you think we're here on this earth? Many people are wondering that. And maybe that's what you've been asking, even at the start of this new year. Maybe that's a question that you have. Why am I here? What's the purpose of me being here? Maybe, surely it's not just to, to grow up and go through work, have a family, and then die. Surely there's got to be more to life than this. Maybe you have been asking that question. You know, if we don't know our purpose in life, if we don't know our mission in life, then life can be very challenging it can be very monotonous and it can be very, very difficult. But I've got some good news for you today. The Bible says that God has a plan and purpose for you. God's got a plan and a purpose for every single person on this planet. Not just in this room. God's got a purpose and a plan for every person on this planet. And it's a good plan. It says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, 
For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not for disaster. To give you a future and a hope. God has got a plan for your life. And you know, when we begin to discover what God's plan is for our lives, what God's mission is for our lives, it's one of the most liberating things we can ever receive. It brings direction to our lives. It brings purpose to our lives. It brings vision to our lives. I wonder, is there anyone here who would like a bit of that at the start of 2023? Anyone who would like vision this year? Anybody who wants to know where you are going and what you need to be doing this year? Anybody who's looking for a bit of purpose, a reason for existing? Well, God has it for you. God has a plan, a good plan for your life. But you know, you might be wondering today, how can I discover this purpose? It's all well and good, Luke, that God's got a plan for me. It's all nice that you were saying that, and the Bible talks about that. But how on earth do I find God's plan for my life? And you know, there are many people who struggle in this. It's something that I struggled with as well for a long, long time during my teenage years. Something that I always wanted to find out. Why am I here? What is my purpose here? You know, when I discovered it, it was the most incredible thing. And maybe you're wondering that. How can I discover my God-given purpose in 2023? Well, I believe that God's purpose and his mission and his plan for our lives comes to us as we follow him, as we seek him, and as we serve him. As we follow Jesus, as we give our all to follow him day by day, As we seek him, as we spend time with him, and as we do what he calls us to do, God begins to reveal his specific plan and purpose for our lives. You know, the Bible shows us time and time again that it's not about us telling God what we think we should be doing, but it's actually about God telling us why we're here. It's not about you making up your plan for your life. I want you to know that this morning. You don't have to come up with your plan. You don't have to be like Kevin McAllister from Home Alone and draw this incredible plan ready for your life. You don't have to do that because God's got it for you. God's got a specific plan and a reason for you being here. And it's about God revealing his plan to you and not you trying to just work it out or figure it out or pluck it out from the sky or jump on Instagram or social media and look at somebody else's life to find their plan and copy them. God's got a specific plan for your life. And I've got good news. God's got a specific plan for our church as well. We don't have to copy other churches. We don't have to go looking anywhere else. But as we seek the Lord, God reveals his plan for our lives. That's why the prayer meeting is the most important meeting for us as a church. Why? Because we want to do what God wants us to do. We want to follow his ways because this is his church. And God has a plan for his church, but he's got his plan for your life as well. And you receive his plan. If you want to know God's plan for your life, it's about you receiving it. And God revealing it to you. Not for you clamoring or coming up after it. It's about you spending time with God and God will reveal it to you. Romans 12 verse 1 to 2 says this. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you, give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Listen to this. Then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good pleasing and perfect. As you give your life to God and allow God to begin to work in your life through reading his word, that's what changing the mind is. As you read the word, God begins to transform our thoughts and our actions and our behaviors. 
then God will begin to reveal his perfect will for you. It says in Hebrews 5 verse 4, it says, And no one can become a high priest simply because he wants such an honor. He must be called by God for this work, just as Aaron was. In other words, God will reveal his plan for your life. God will reveal his purpose for your life. God will show you his calling for your life. And I believe there's a call of God on every person in this place, every person. God wants to use you. And this is what we see through John the Baptist. John the Baptist knew why he was here. He knew his mission. He knew his purpose. What was his purpose? To prepare the way for the Lord. To get people ready for Jesus. He knew his purpose. And John shows us, as we look at his life, he shows us how we can receive and discover our purpose. I believe there's three fundamental steps. And I want to encourage you to take hold of these this year if you want to discover your purpose and God's plan for your life. And you know, my prayer at the start of this year is that every person in this room would discover your purpose, that you would all discover your purpose. God wants you to know why you're here. Not just on this earth. I believe God wants you to discover your purpose for how you would serve even within this life of this church because we're a body. It's not a one-man band, we're a body. We've all got a part to play. And God has got a position. God's got a, 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 wants to use you. And God wants to use you in great and mighty ways in this place. And so this year, I just want to share with you very quickly three ways in which you can discover your purpose this year. And the first way is we look at the life of John is that we've got to get close enough to God to hear his voice. You've got to get close to God. If you want to know his purpose, you've got to get close to him. You've got to get close enough to hear. It says there in Luke chapter 3, verse 2, at this time, a message from God came to John, son of Zechariah, who was living in the wilderness. God reveals his purpose and his mission to those who are close to him. If you don't have a close relationship with the Lord, if you aren't close with the Lord, then you'll never hear his voice and you'll never discover his plan and his purpose for your life. It says John was in the wilderness and he was in the wilderness. He wasn't in the wilderness just for no reason. He was there waiting to hear from God, waiting to hear the voice of God, waiting to hear the message of God. I love what it says that he was in the wilderness. And that's an image to us that he would remove all distractions. He got away from the things of this world. He put everything aside and he made it his life pursuit to get close to God and wait to hear the voice of God for God to call him. And if you want to discover God's purpose for your life this year, then you have to get close to God on a consistent basis. How do we do that? Very simple. I'll never stop saying these things. Read the Bible. Make it your pursuit this year to read the Bible. There are fantastic apps that you can get on your phone where you can read the Bible and even have the Bible read to you. Nikki Gumbel's Bible in a Year, The Bible Project, 365 days through the Bible. Make it your goal this year. I want to get to know God. I want to discover who God is. I want to know his voice. I want to know his plan and purpose for my life. Because as we read God's word, God speaks to us. Yes, God can speak through people, but his primary way of communicating is through his word, by his Holy Spirit to you. God doesn't want to use me just to speak to you. God wants to speak to you directly. Isn't that amazing? God wants to speak to me directly. And he does that through his word. So you can hear God's voice through reading the Bible, through prayer, through worship, through being filled with the Holy Spirit, by being in fellowship in church with one another. So I want to encourage you this year. You want to hear the voice of God? Determine this year to get close enough to hear His voice. Secondly, second way we can 
discover God's plan is God will reveal it to us as we do those things. But then we've got to be bold enough to obey his voice as well. When God calls us, we've got to be bold enough. It says that John heard that message from the Lord. But then it says in verse 3, then John went. He went. He went from place to place on both sides of the Jordan River, preaching that people should be baptized to show that they had repented of their sins and turned to God to be forgiven. We see that John was bold enough to obey. And you know, if we want to step out, if we want to discover God's purpose for our lives, then that means we have to be bold enough to obey the voice of God. God calls people who are bold enough to obey him. That doesn't mean that you're strong or that you're confident, but you're bold enough to say, God, hear your voice. Just like Peter did when he cast down the net, Lord, if you say so, I will do it. You know, we need to be that type of people. And this was a challenge for John. Why? Because John was called to go to a godless nation, a godless people, and prepare the way of the Messiah. And you know John's message? It wasn't a nice little message that we preach. It was repent, repent, turn away. He called the Pharisees, the church leaders, he called them broods of vipers. This wasn't a nice message that he had to deliver. So he had to have some boldness. He had to have some gusto to do, be able to do this. But I'm so glad that God gives the boldness as well. God equips those he calls and God wants you to be bold enough to obey him. You know, I've heard the call of God in my life and I had to be bold enough to obey him. I had my own plans, my own dreams for my own life. But you know, when the voice of God comes, I don't regret it for a second. I don't regret it for a second leaving that, leaving the school. I don't regret that for a second because I believe I followed the voice of God and stepped into that. Was it easy doing it? No. Has my life been changed completely because of doing it? Yes. Has there been battles and struggles? Yes. Has there been blessings? Yes, there has. But I can tell you one thing to sure that I know that I'm in the will of God and there is nothing better than obeying the voice of God. And I want to encourage you today. If I can do it, this, this guy from Kumdeh who isn't very confident, who's quite shy, who's quite quiet, if I can do it, you can do it. Anybody can do it. If you hear the voice of God, be bold enough to obey his voice. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have everything in order. Just be willing. Say, Lord, I love you. I want to do what you've called me to do. Be bold enough to obey. And then finally, number three, to do with purpose is be humble enough to get out of the way. It says this in Isaiah, in Luke chapter 3, verse 4 to 6, and then we'll read verse uh, 15 to 18. It says, Isaiah had spoken of John when he said, Here's a voice shouting in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord's coming. Clear the road for him. The valleys will be filled and the mountains and hills made level. The curves will be straightened and the rough places made smooth and that all the people will see salvation sent from God. And then it says in verse 15 to 18, everyone was expecting the Messiah to come soon and they were eager to know whether John might be the Messiah. But John answered their question by saying, I baptize you with water. Someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. So much greater than I'm not even worthy to be a slave and untie the straps of his sandals. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. He is ready to separate the chaff from the wheat from the winnowing fork. Then he will clean up the threshing area, gathering the wheat into his barns and burning the chaff with never-ending fire. John used such warnings as he announced the good news to the people. What was John's purpose in life? To point people to Jesus. Point people to Jesus. 
What's your purpose in life? To point people to Jesus. Point people to him. Your purpose is all about placing Jesus at the center of all you do, all you are, and all you say. It's about leading people to Jesus. That is all of our mission. That is all of our purpose. It is to point people to Jesus. God has placed you in your family. Why? To point people to Jesus. God has placed you in that job. Why? To tell other people about Jesus. God has given you that friendship group. Why? To tell them about Jesus. God has placed us as a church you. Why? To tell Abraham about Jesus. To tell Cardiff Road about Jesus. To tell Abadir about Jesus. It is about him. Our purpose in life is all about bringing him glory. It's all about bringing him honor. We receive his will and his purpose, his glory, and not our own. God wants to reveal his purpose for you and ultimately is to point people to him. So it is in that, maybe it's that job, maybe it's in that family, maybe it's doing whatever, but your purpose is connected to pointing people to Jesus. That is what your purpose is for. It is all for him, it is for his glory. So as we come to an end of this first message in this new year, I I want to encourage you. God is still speaking today. God is still speaking today. Just like he gave that message to John, God wants to give a message to you. God wants to reveal his purpose to your life. He calls and he equips. And I believe this year, God wants you to discover your purpose in your life, but also within the life of this church as well. God wants you to discover your purpose. You know, I believe we could reach further. I believe we could tell more people about Jesus if we all got involved, if we all began serving, if we all began to use the gifts that God has given each and every one of us. I believe there's more people we could reach. I believe there's more people whose lives could be transformed if we all work together. And I want to encourage you this year. Get hold of God's life, a dream for your life. Why? Because that is the only thing that will ultimately satisfy you. It will satisfy you and fill that longing in your life and give yourself to God every single day. And know that this call of God, this plan of God, it's a journey. It's not a destination. It's bit by bit. It's every step of the way. It doesn't, there is no pinnacle to the mission or the call of God. There is no end goal. The end goal will come when we meet with Jesus face to face. We're all on a mission. As the Bible says, we go from glory to glory, from strength to strength. And I've got some good news for some people in this room today. God's plan and his purpose isn't just for the young people. God's plan and purpose is for every single one of you. God has a new mission for you. God has a fresh revelation for you, and he's got a fresh revelation at every stage of life. How many glad of that this morning? While there is breath in our lungs, God still has a plan and a purpose for your life. God wants to use you. Yes, you might feel a little bit restricted. Maybe you feel a little bit tired. Maybe you feel a little bit weary. Maybe you don't feel like you have the energy anymore. Just open up your heart and say, Lord, use me in whatever way you want to. And watch what God will do in it through your life. And I want to encourage our young adults here this morning. Step into God's plan for your life. God's got a plan for your life. Discover that because God wants to do great things in and through you. Not just you, but in your workplaces, God wants to use you. In your future families, God wants to use you. God's going to do great things in and through your life. So all ages, even the children out there, God's got a plan and purpose for them. For our youth here this morning, God's got a plan and a purpose. God's going to do great and mighty things. And God wants to reveal his purpose for us. So I want to encourage you this morning. Seek 
God's will for your life this year. God's got a plan. He's got a will for you. Get close enough to hear from God this year. Be bold enough to obey the voice of the Lord this year. And be humble enough to get out of the way and point people to Jesus this year. I wonder, is there anyone hungry to discover God's will for your life? I am, I know that. And I'm excited to see what God's going to do in and through our church family this year as we follow his voice, his leading, and point people to Jesus. May 2023 be a year of purpose and his mission in and through our lives. Amen. Shall we pray together? I'd just like to give an opportunity this morning. Maybe you've come here today and maybe you are a little bit unsure of why why you're here. Maybe you've asked that question or maybe even as we head into a new year, you wonder, Lord, what is it you have for me? What do you want me to do this year? Lord, are you, are you finished with me? Maybe you've come here today. Maybe you feel like there's things that have gone on in your life and God can't use you. I want to say this morning, it's a fresh start in God. There's new mercies every morning in and through our God. God still has a plan and a purpose for your life. God can still use you in great and mighty ways. Don't listen to that lie from the enemy this morning. God wants to use you. You're not thrown onto the rubbish heap or garbage heap. God uses the weak things, the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God takes that which is weak and shows his strength through them. And if he can do it through me, he can do it through you. And so I want to encourage you today. Maybe you've come here and you're wondering, God, what is it you have for me? God, I want to know your purpose and your plan for my life. But you're a little bit unsure. Well, this morning, I'd love to pray for you. That as you get close enough to God, as you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, God will begin to reveal his will to you. Even in the next couple of days, next couple of weeks, even the next couple of hours. That you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. You'll hear the voice of the Lord behind you saying, this is the way to walk in it. And so if that's you this morning, and you say, yeah, Pastor Rick, will you pray for me? I want to discover my purpose this year. Or maybe you want to discover your purpose even in the life of this church this year. And I'd love to pray for you. God will begin to reveal that to you and you'll step into all that God has for you. So I'm just going to wait a moment. I'm just going to give you that opportunity. While everyone's got their head bowed and their eyes closed, just lift up a hand to me as an indication of me. Take it down again and we'll pray together. Amen. I see your hand this morning. Is there anyone else? I see your hand this morning. I see your hand this morning. Amen. I see your hand this morning. I see your hand here. Amen. I see your hand this morning. Is there anyone else this morning? Hands going up right across church. Well, let's join together as a church family. Maybe you haven't lifted up your hand. That's okay. Even just between where you are right, right now, between you and God, say, God, reveal your purpose to me. Show me what I'm to do this year so that I can bring you glory and honor with my life. Let's pray together. Lord, we are so grateful this morning. Lord, that you've not only saved us, are we so grateful for that. Lord, if that's all you've ever done for us, Lord, we would be astonished. We would be amazed, Lord. Lord, we are so undeserving. And Lord, we are so grateful for your salvation, your love. But Lord, we are amazed as well this morning. Lord, when we hear and realize that, Lord, you have called us as well, Lord. You've called us for your purposes, Lord. You want us to partner with you, Lord. You want to use us to tell other people and being a part of the greatest mission of all and telling other people about you. And Lord, I thank you. You have a specific plan, a good plan, a perfect plan. For every one of our lives, Lord. Lord, we realize sometimes in life that our plans don't go the way that we thought that they would. But Lord, help us this year to find your plan for our lives. Receive your plan for our lives. 
Lord, I pray for every person who's lifted up their hands this morning. Lord, I pray by your spirit and as they read your word, they will hear your voice. Begin to show them, Lord Jesus, your will and your plan for their lives. As they begin to serve you, Lord, I begin to, I pray they'll begin to discover this specific call on their lives, Lord. Lord, for us as a church this year, I pray that Holy Spirit, you will just lead us and guide us. That we will walk in your spirit, Lord, this year. That we will hear your voice. Lord, we just want to do your will this year. We thank you. You have a specific plan for Gateway Church Cymru this year. And we're so thankful for that, Lord. We want to make an impact for you. We want to tell people about you. So, Lord, help us, I pray. And even those who haven't lifted up their hands this morning, I pray you'll begin to reveal your purpose to us all, Lord, so that we might bring you glory and honor through our lives, Lord, and see many more people find you as their Savior and Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.